Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with my beautiful wife, Kelly Girl. We're live here. We are live and we're styling and things are going well and well i'm styling you the only way you can get a hold of us because i don't know what's going on with this restream today you got to text us your questions at 949-374-0786 that's the only way because for some reason we're not getting the uh comments today for some reason i don't know everything's a mess everything's a flipping mess but um, gang, thanks for Hi. joining us today. Hopefully everyone can see what's going on here. I don't even know if we can see what's going <laughs> on. I don't, disheveled today. I don't know what's going on. We're having technical difficulties, Dave. Uh, big time, big time <laughs> technical difficulties here. But we're here and we're, we're going to have a great show for you anyway, because that's what we do. We're going to power through it, make the best of it. Kelly girl, do you have anything to say to everybody? Well, you haven't seen them this year yet. No, happy new year to everyone. Happy new year. Uh, hopefully 2024 is a good one for everyone. A prosperous and productive and positive <laughs> year for everyone. Thank you, baby. That's very nice of you. Well, There's little Marley right above your head. Yeah. He loves it when Kelly girl's on the show. Hi, we, uh, <laughs> We've had, we have some major problems here at the house. We have, uh, Oh my goodness. We uh, went we out ever. and bought a beautiful couch yesterday. We went out and bought a beautiful couch and then immediately brought it home and unwrapped it and set it up and Finn jumped right on it. Took a giant three gallon piss all over the brand new couch that we did. We replaced Yes. because he peed all over our other couch. So. so if anyone has any tips for us or anything we need to do, we've, we've taken him to the vet. Uh, we He's just peeing everywhere. We do have some stray cats outside that love to linger around our yard. I think that's why that he does what he does, but I don't know. Some say he may have a bladder infection. I don't know. I'm worried about him because he's her baby. He's my baby. So anyway, yeah, that's fun. Fun to deal with. <laughs> but what else, Dave? Well, I'm trying to get us logged on to the other platform. So maybe you could just talk to everybody for just a second. I'm just trying to get our, our producer to answer. Oh, Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. Okay. Elliot can fix anything. So hopefully yeah, can he can him. fix it in the middle of this. We can't get Facebook on here. We can't go live with Facebook. I don't know no. why we're live on YouTube. We can't see our comments. The whole world's crashing down on us. We don't know what to do, but we'll do the best we can. Gang, today we were going to do something fun. We were going to read some of the comments, some of the crazy comments that we get daily. We get some of the most craziest, craziest comments yes. from people. We get about 10,000 comments a week. That's quite a few. It is crazy. And we have so many people watching us. We're getting so many views a month. It's absolutely insane. And... uh 
It's just hard to keep up with everything. We're not complaining. We do the very best no. we can. Kelly girl opens her eyes in the morning, jumps on an iPad. <laughs> I jump on an iPad and we start answering comments. We have a young lady, Bailey Allen, that answers comments for us. Elliot's constantly watching what's going on. We have a, a vast array of comments coming in all the time. And I took a picture of a bunch of different ones that we could read on, on air that aren't too vile, but uh, it's amazing. It's amazing that after 48 years of fishing and driving boats and doing what I do at a super high level for a super long time, now that we post these videos all over the internet, the, uh, the craziest thing is we are getting these comments from people saying we don't know what we're doing. So I want to read this one to you. Maybe Kelly can read better than I. I'll do the very best I, I can. But um, the tying up the boat video. Oh. It's probably our most viral video that we have out there. This thing, every time we post it, it gets millions and millions of views. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense to either one of us. It was basically a, a video that I posted on my pay site on yoursaltwaterguide.com to teach all my members how to tie up their boat because they all know that I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But... Now that it goes out on social all the time, there is a plethora of people that are saying, I don't know how to tie up the boat. Even it got so bad at one time, a <laughs> couple, you three years ago, when I first posted it, I got a call from Kelly Girl and she asked, are you sure? Do you you're, know what you're doing? You're Do you really, are you, is this just your way of tying up a boat or is this the right way? Because a lot of people are saying this is the wrong way. And I don't, I mean, as far as, you know, Dave, you're a phenomenal captain. Uh, you can operate a vessel of large vessels. You know, you're, you're awesome. You're amazing. But. I had to ask you, are you sure you know what you're doing? Because everybody says you're not doing it the right way. And I felt bad, but I was like, you know, how do I am? You know, I was trying to help you out with the comments and I didn't know what to say because, <laughs> you know. And I told her, don't worry, baby. I promise this is the exact right way to do it. Then when I got home, I showed her the United States Coast Guard's website and I showed her the proper way to tie a cleat hitch. That's how we tie up boats with cleat hitches. I don't know how you tie up a hundred mile long barge up and down the Mississippi river tied to a tugboat. That's not my deal. I'm not that guy. I will never claim to be that, but I've had tugboat captains threaten to kill me. I've had people call us in the middle of the night to tell me that I'm teaching the wrong. It's absolutely ludicrous that social media, but the fact that I post my phone number everywhere, I think they all of a sudden they think that means they get to call us and, yeah. Tell us. I guess. I don't so, know. But you know, whatever. You 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 take the call and you deal with it. <laughs> and uh, that video bought Kelly a truck. It sure did. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get paid by the comments and the views, gang. That's how social media works. And uh, it's just amazing that everyone wants to tell us so. This, yes. <laughs> I just want to read. We won't tell the people's names because we don't need them to be famous. But here's one on tying up the boat. You started with great confidence, but when you failed to make the round turn before your bend around a horn, you failed. Then you confirmed this abomination was by putting a half fish to finish. To finish a clear with another full round, what you've done is unacceptable to tie. Or no, it is acceptable to tie off a paint float 
are a blowboat with barnacles. Huh? What? These are the comments that we get all the time, gang. It's it's utterly ridiculous. And I bet most of these people that send you these negative never comments have never on. even been out on a boat. <laughs> Clearly they haven't, but whatever. Here's another one. You did it wrong. First, there's no such thing as a rope on a dock. Oh my God. Let's, let's, let's get this out. You guys, look. <laughs> Stop with the rope comments. Dave's going to call it a rope. He's going to call it a line. He's going to call whatever he wants. If the the everyday person is doesn't is not familiar with these nautical terms and all this, right? So to you, if you have your license, your cap or whatever, it might be a line, but he's going to call it a rope. He's going to call it a line whatever. Don't get so hung up on these little words. It's just it's just ridiculous. It really is. It's, you know, he's not speaking to the, you know, the guy that's been in this, doing this for years. He's talking to someone. Everybody. To everyone. And they may not, you know, get it. Maybe they call it a rope. It's okay. It's going to be all right. Just like I call it a, uh, the left side of the boat yeah. or the right side of the boat. Not everybody knows port or starboard. No. So just, uh, Relax. It's going to be all right. Everything will be okay. Right? Your favorite <laughs> saying. That's, Kelly loves that when no, I tell I her that. Actually. Don't worry, babe. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's finish this one. You did it wrong. First, there is no such thing as a rope on a dock. It's a line. There is only one rope. Second, you started the hitch on the wrong side of the cleat. There's only one way to do it. You always start a cleat hitch around the horn of the cleat furthest away from the cleat of the vessel. Now, reshoot your video. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. These people are just so flipping funny. And then hate. Another one. Hate when people make videos that have just enough knowledge to be dangerously wrong. <laughs> dangerously wrong. Dangerously wrong. Crazy, right? And then, uh, let's see. Oh, this, another video that goes viral every time we post it is how to dock your boat. When I'm up in the tower on the Wilden Sack and I'm driving the boat into the dock and this guy says, I wouldn't be doing it from the tower. Zero advantage to the tower position, especially since I've been doing it on my own for longer than you've been alive. So and where I was would like, you do? Where would I'm he? like, What's wow, because <laughs> I do it from the tower, first of all, because it's the perfect vantage point to see everything. And I have a crew, so they tie up the boat. But I, you can ask Kelly, girl gang. I parked the boat from the tower, 30 feet up in the air, then ran down the tower mm -hmm. and tied up the boat. Yep. It, I know. I know it's kind of crazy. You can do and it then, with your eyes closed. You, you can, I've done it. You told me how to do it step by step. And I mean, you just watch me do it. And I've, I, I've done it. Remember? I've oh yeah. It? yeah. You so, do it but, but I mean, you've done it all by yourself. You do it many fine, times, honey. Many times. So I told the guy, ha ha, you would not be on a 65 foot boat by yourself. And he says, certainly would and have as I have personally wouldn't take any advice from you, a wannabe, as the saying goes, those that can't do teach. <gasps> wow. Ah, that, that, like, that to me is, that's, that's I almost, that's I almost started crying on that one game. But that's unfortunate because if, if these <laughs> people who make these negative comments, if they only knew 
how experienced and skilled you are. Uh, I mean, it's just they, they clearly don't know who you are. It's fun. And and what you have done for your almost your entire life. And gang, I'm not attacking any of them. I don't really. It doesn't oh, bother am. me. It bothers the hell out of Kelly. It bothers the hell out of Elliot. They, mm -hmm. Kelly and Elliot are ready to duke it out with anybody well, yeah. that makes these lame it's ass comments. Like, you know, I, have no idea. I just laugh. I just laugh and I laugh hard. And then I go and I put some more gas in the truck that they bought Kelly with these <laughs> phenomenal comments. And then just laugh a little bit harder. I don't take any of it personal because here's again, Kelly girl will tell you 19, 1993. I made a series of videos with Danny Jackson and uh, Joe Bongos, and we went out and we videoed the whole California coast. We made a library. We sold them as VHS tapes, the Southern California hotspots. That's when Captain Dave started getting to be hated by the industry. Then why did why because because I was giving it all away, giving it all away. I was helping all of you to be successful when you went out fishing. Now listen, I was one of the main people that we would never share a thing with any of you the the code in the day was share nothing with private boaters do not oh my gosh if you want to get cut out of the industry and cut out of the code groups if you got caught sharing with the private boaters mm -hmm. you were not a good human being as far as the sport fishing boat industry figured out it has come a hundred million miles the opposite way now now you've got actual sport boat captains that are sport boat captains right now trying to do what dave does trying they're trying to do what i do they're, they're trying but they're also out of one side of their mouth they're saying oh that cap dave he's a sellout Oh, we and then over here they're going, oh, we need to make videos. We need to make videos and show our passengers how to catch them. And then they're like, Dave makes videos and he sucks. We need to make videos. It's like so funny to watch the industry revolve, evolve into something that I was doing. 30, most of these kids weren't even born yet when I started <laughs> doing it. And now they're like superstars of sport fishing and they have their own little websites that they, they don't have anybody on them, but they have them. They have their own little websites and they have their own little Instagram, YouTube channels where they talk to like 12 or 15 people at a time. Basically, I call that talking to air. <laughs> but it's funny. It's so fun to watch. And you guys can see it every single day. It's not like we play hide the ball. My stuff's out there. So then I started working with Jason and Ali over at Bloody Decks. Now it's called BD Outdoors. But back in the day, I was the most hated person mm -hmm. on Bloody Decks. I would get vile vile miles and miles of vileness she was the most popular woman on bloody decks at the time so then it made me even more hated because i had a successful guide service charter boat business then i had the hottest no. young lady on the website as my girlfriend and then soon to be my wife so i was super hated by the industry you don't understand gang then my buddy billy k came along and he started gathering up all the hate that I owned. I owned all the hate and I loved it. It was so fun because hate made me busy, busier than you can even imagine. I was so busy that, and it was all because of all the hate. And then 
we turned that around and we started being so positive, even though you would hate and say vile, vile, vile things to me all the time, I would turn it around and just be nice to people. And <laughs> they didn't quite understand how to act. Right. If you guys want to see a viral, viral, viral video before videos were viral, go look at my video I made on the proper way to tip. Oh my goodness. Thanks. <laughs> Over on bloody decks or BD outdoors. Now we caught over there. This thing went, I don't know, 20 something pages long before viral videos were viral. Well, and tell them why. Like what, what did because you I tried to teach you the proper way to tip when you get on a boat, you can't tip like when you're in a restaurant and you know, you've seen me do the tipping video a hundred million times if you follow me at all. But I tell you, you can't tip 20% when you go on a sport boat. That's not fair to the people that work on the boat. Now, if nobody works and it's just crappy captain and crew and they're not working and they're all smoking cigarettes and staring at their phone all day, don't even tip them at all. <laughs> You're on the wrong boat. <laughs> That's but what they're doing. <laughs> you got to figure out how they, uh, how they are working. They're out there. <laughs> Oh, Elliot fixed it. We're all good. That's why the count's going up. Now we're getting lots of views again. Yes. Yes. Today is text the show. Yes. And we're getting a lot of texts now. They're coming in. Everyone can see us. Sorry, gang. We had a little technical difficulty in the beginning of the show, but we're rolling along and we're talking about the massive amounts of hate your saltwater guy gets. We're just doing something fun. I'm just reading some of the most funniest comments that you could possibly imagine for someone who drove boats for 48 years are there more oh there's still more do you want to read them you want me to read i'll read them i can just borrow your glasses because we can't see i know neither one of us neither one of us can see i think mine's my vision is worse than yours. But oh, gang, where'd, you go? Is, where'd you go with it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where'd you go? Touched a button and the whole world just ended. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to photos. Okay, right there. All right, thank you very much. Which which ones? Oh, my. There is quite a few here. Right here. Uh, one of those you want. Let's go. <laughs> okay. And what is that one on? Uh, This one, I don't know which one. Um, Sorry, gang. Yeah, I don't know. We don't rehearse anything. We never rehearse a thing. We barely make it onto the show in time. Well, here's one. I don't know what video this is on, but it says. I'll be able to tell you right after <laughs> I hear the comment. <laughs> someone someone uh, sent a comment. Buddy, you are the biggest crybaby oh, I've ever seen. That's the California sea lion video I made that had. Elliot posted it late in the afternoon one day. The thing's got over 3 million views right now. And it's those sea lions that are sleeping on the dock. And I tried to explain to everybody how sea lions are taking over Southern California, Northern California, Oregon, Washington, Cabo, and how you can't even get down to your boat. And so this guy tells me, without knowing anything about my history, saying that I'm a crybaby because I can't get to my boat. Pretty crazy. It is just amazing all these people want to jump in and say this. But we have a plethora of questions here if you would like to. But it's really, it's really, an, uh, uh, I don't know, frustrating because people on that on that one video, they have commented, well, just, you know, uh, use walk a, up uh, to walk them up, and they'll jump in the water. Prod, or use a cattle prod or you take a bat with you. And you can't do that. I mean. It's the most protected animal law. on the Yeah, you're going to go to prison or... It's the most protected animal on the planet Earth. They have more rights than a human. And I can't do anything, but I was just trying to make people aware. And then 
all these well, this guy says, warriors. And then somebody else commented on the same video. I'd be ashamed of myself if I couldn't figure out how to get by the sea lions. He shouldn't be reproducing. Okay. But it's, people just don't understand. I, I bet this person has never been on a boat or. Or never had the opportunity yeah. to reproduce. <laughs> right, right. It's just, uh, it's funny. It's very funny. But, but anyway. It's spawning <laughs> season in Cabo right now. Is it? Yeah, I think oh, maybe later we'll have to spawn. <laughs> Dave. Oh. Dave. David. How dare I? Gang, today is text the show. Listen, I know there's a phenomenal amount of comments coming in. I know you guys are commenting like crazy, and I appreciate that, but I can't see them today. We've had technical difficulties since we started the show today. So look it. I want to see your comments. I want to read them. Text them to Kelly Girl and I at 949-374-0786. Today we have some technical difficulties. Don't forget, tomorrow our guest is... Oh, my gosh. Kelly Girl, tell everybody that's listening who's on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow, Dave is going to have as a special guest, Amir K. He is a, he's hilarious. He is hilarious. I watched his videos and became aware of him long before you did, actually. He, and then you, you just on your own, I don't know, you found him and I don't know, you, whatever. He is hilarious. Then I saw his Instagram and saw where he has a bunch of fishing videos and the guy is super into fishing, but he's super funny. Super funny. He's all, he traveled with, uh, he just got off tour with Theo Vaughn. They traveled all over doing comedy shows. Mm -hmm. He's going to be on our show tomorrow. We're, you know me, I'm pretty and funny guy. He's got fabulous hair. I have to say, I love his hair. I love his hair. I love his hair. Thank you. <laughs> so you don't want to miss no, tomorrow's show. It's going to be on here. He's going to make y'all laugh. We're going to do our best to have the cleanest show we can possibly have. He works a little not clean, but we've talked about it. So we're going to do our best to see if he has. You're the same. So, I mean, you, you have to. We have to. You're both have to. <laughs> sometimes. Be conscious about what you say. <laughs> but gang, we have a plethora of questions here from everybody. So we're going to have Kelly go okay, read, read some of these I'll questions read. real quick. Also, we're putting out the game plans today. <laughs> they come out at 3.30 this afternoon. Gang, I don't know if you've seen what's going on in the ocean right now, but we have another storm today. Big wind event, a lot of lot, big swell, and then we're going to have some nice weather on Friday and Saturday. So if you if you want to check out the game plans, there's some cool stuff. But nobody, and I mean nobody in Southern California, should be on the water on Sunday. Just don't do it. Go down to the beach, take some videos. It's going to be insane. At 8 o'clock in the morning, on Sunday morning, in San Clemente, California, not the island, San Clemente, California, the wind is going to be 30 knots on the beach at 8 o'clock in the morning. You do not want to be on the water. It's going to be unbelievably scary out there. Don't go. I don't care if you've had this trip planned your whole life. Do not go Sunday. Ooh. All right. We got some questions, baby girl? Yes. Okay. Um, let's hear one of them. Oh, uh, Let's see. Um Oh gosh, let me Okay. See. Okay, wait. <laughs> Here we go. Uh let's see. Okay, this is from John Stanley. Hey John. John, good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. He wants to know if you could assign a New Year's resolution to me, what would it be? Just be nice. <gasps> 
Ah. Oh my God! You did not just say that on out. No, Dave, stop. No. <laughs> Here's what I would give to Dick. He wants to know what what New Year's resolution I was signing to you, and that's not read read while you're doing your show. But you don't know. That's it, okay because I don't yeah, know how to read. Mine would anyway. be that you be nicer too. So. There you oh, go. Okay. Well, we both are going to work on being nice to each other. You're not so. going to work on it. I am, but you won't. You won't make one. Gang, look. Look, real quick, why Kelly's reading these questions ahead of time. Gang, I want to let you know Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance and myself are teamed up. We're going to be at the Fred Hall, Bart Hall, excuse me, Bart Hall Fishing Tackle and Boat Show in Long Beach, California. I'll be speaking on behalf of Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. We'll be talking about fishing in Alaska. We'll be talking about fishing down here in Lopez Mateos. Larry's got a lodge in Alaska and a lodge in Lopez Mateos. You guys can come fish with Kelly Girl and I in Alaska. You can come and fish down in Lopez Mateos with me and Kelly this year. We're going to be doing a trip down there. We got that trip in Alaska in the first part of September. If I could use those binoculars for just a second. Oh, the binoculars. Yeah, I'm like, what? We only have one pair of glasses <laughs> no, between the two mine. of us. But I want to show you guys this, this trip that you have an opportunity to go on with Kelly Girl and I. And then you definitely want to come to the Bard Hall Show. Here's the trip that we're going on. I think it's going to come up here in a second. Oh my gosh. Everything. Nothing's oh, no. working today. <laughs> this isn't a good sign for the new year. The Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance is going to be with me. Both of us will be at the Bard Hall, Fred Hall, our Bard Hall show at the Long Beach Convention Center. There I am. I'm going to be speaking oh, twice. Like I'm going to be speaking at 12 o'clock on the, the main stage with Larry Hansen. And then again at three o'clock, I'm going to be doing my thing by myself. No leash, nobody telling me, no one asking me questions, just me going. And then I'll open it up to questions. But gang, the biggest, coolest part about being at the show when I'm there is it's all about your children. If you come in to see me and Larry speak, bring your children. If you come and see me at three o'clock, bring your children. I've already talked to my sister. I've already talked to Promar. I've already talked to Akuma. They're going to supply me with some giveaway stuff for the children only this year. I'm only bringing stuff to give to the children. When I'm up on stage, I work super clean. And I always tell the children, once I get started, five minutes into my seminar, I bring every single child up on the stage. If you haven't been to one of my seminars, I promise you, you're in for a treat. And I bring all the children up on the stage and I give each of them something. And then I tell them as they're going back to their seats, listen, gang, pay attention because if any of you children hear Captain Dave say a bad word and a bad word is shut up, any word that is not appropriate for children to hear, I give free stuff to all the children in the audience. So it forces me to pay attention to what I'm saying, but it also has all the children in the audience listening. It's the only seminar you're going to go to that your kids are going to listen. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them think. I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring them on stage. We'll make it the greatest day of their lives. Because if we don't have the children involved in this thing, gang, if the children aren't involved, this is they're going to take it all away. Frank Lepresti talks about it. Bill Varney talks about it. I talk about it on the show all the time. We are under siege to take away recreational fishing in the United States of America. And California is 
really, really, really trying to take it away from us. So it's super important to get the children involved. I get them very, very much involved. I bring them up on the stage, like I said, I give them free gifts, and then I have them listen to me out there in the audience, and it works out really well. So if you have never seen me, come to the Bard Hall Show. You're in for a treat. I promise I will entertain you. I'll make you laugh. I'll make your kids laugh. I'll I'll entertain you. Plus, you're going to learn all kinds of cool stuff about fishing and all about traveling to Baja and fishing and traveling to Alaska. And fishing with Kelly Girl and I, Alaska is going to be spectacular. It's going to be fun. All right. Okay. Here's a question for you. Would you uh, consider doing a Your Saltwater Guide community meet and greet event on March 9th after the PCS show? So, you know, uh, everybody could meet other members and you and your other guides. What do you think about that? That's a good idea, I think. That's a phenomenal idea. That's a great idea. And this is from Brian. This is from Brian's, I don't know. Siweki. Okay, That's a the great ninth. Idea. What is the ninth? Is that the end of the show? Is That's that probably the the? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. I'm not sure. Okay, what but I'm all that. That's a great. It's a phenomenal idea. We can do that. We can all go have pizza somewhere or go do something. Yeah, I'm in. Do we don't need to go to a bar because I don't drink and neither does Kelly and we're not gonna. I don't want a bunch of drunks hanging around me because here's the deal: when you're drunk, you have to keep touching me, going, "Hey, Dave, can you do this?" I stop. <laughs> I can hear you just fine without you touching me. I promise. So I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not attacking anybody that drinks. I'm just not into it. I'm not into it. I can't eat, but it does allow me to go, was I like that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine I was a sloppy drunk. <laughs> all right. Let's we got see. any more questions? We're going to put that together, Brian. We'll let y'all know on the yes, show. We're going to look at, we're going to do it. We're either going to do it that day or one of the three or four days that we're up there for the show. Cause we really to ask Shayla and Eric or anybody to come and take care of Marley the whole time. It's kind of a big deal. And I think we're, if that's the Monday after the show, we're flying home that day to get back to Marley. Marley, don't eat your cage. Marley, you can have whatever you want to eat. You don't have to <laughs> what eat is your that, cage. Yeah, does anybody know what that means when monkeys eat their, you know, their that he's hungry. Fabric. I don't know, but he has a ton of food. It's everywhere. Everywhere. There's food, there, there's food here. Okay. Um, could you do a show uh, on how to keep your pets safe on your boat? A lot of people bring their dogs and are unsafe. That's true. I've Absolutely. Seen dogs we had um, Chase O'Field talk to me at uh, the uh, War Heroes on Water. He's the one, him and his wife lost their dog in the oh. middle of the ocean. And they take such good care of their animals. They're not... It just was a freak accident, but yeah. That's heartbreaking. Even if your dog or your cat, we'll, we'll have that whole show. We'll do that for absolutely sure because we could talk about it right now, but that'd take us off subject. We got lots of questions, comments. Gang, if you're watching the show and you're putting up comments on the side like we normally do, Kelly Girl and I cannot see him today. We have some technical difficulty with our restream today. So believe me, I want to listen and hear what you all have to say. If you just have something nice to say, just... Send it to 949-374-0786. And uh, today we can't ban the booger eaters because we can't see their comments. So they're having a full-blown party on there, I guess, because I can't ban them. But Elliot's watching. He'll ban them. What do we got? Oh, let's see here. Uh... <laughs> this is from Tim Ogilvie, and he said it was nice talking with you this morning. 
And he wants to know if you prepare for your presentations or do you just wing it and shoot from the hip? 100,000% wing it. I wing this show every day. Mm-hmm. There's times, I'm just going to be honest with you, gang. I do a live podcast Monday through Friday and I've been doing it for three and a half years. And I don't miss very many days. The only times I miss is if I'm fishing. But I go live afterwards. Gang, there's a lot of days where Kelly and I, right before I hit the live button, I'm going, what should I talk about today? I don't even oh have, <laughs> I don't even, a lot of times I don't even know what to talk about. But then I go, once once it goes live, once the red light is on up in the corner, I'm on. And I know how to be on. And I can be on and I can go and go and go because I got tons of stuff to talk about. But no, I don't prepare for nothing. I remember 16 17 years ago when i took kelly to my the first seminar i took her to with me i came in off the boat i'd worked like 15 hours straight jumped in the car and we drove to long beach i was covered in blood and guts and fish scales all over my arms and drove up there jumped out of the car and kelly goes wait wait where's where's your presentation what are you and i go Presentation. Yeah, do you have any like no cards? Do you have a, an outline? Uh, anything like that? Or you just what are you gonna do? What do you say? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I just <laughs> no, no, no. I because wanted everyone still to understand. that way today. I, I Dave, I'm the opposite. I'm probably like a polar opposite of you. I am a very or no, I wouldn't say organized, but stru- I mean I like structure. I need. I want to know what to expect. And <laughs> with Dave, when he asked me to be on these shows, I. He, um, what are we going to talk about today, Dave? I don't know. Whatever. And so I would like to know, you know. A little structure. Yeah, a little structure. I have a little bit more structure. That's what Bill Barney told me, too, three weeks ago. He's Thank all, you, hey, Dave, let's have a little structure so I can get into some topics. I'm like, huh, that's weird. How about if I just, woo? <laughs> like, he gives me a list. I'm just pulling back no, the covers on this show. He gives me a list of things he'd like to chat about on the show on Wednesdays. And I'm like, well, it'll be cool if we get to those, but I got some stuff I want us. Oh my gosh. So just, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no structure at all. But what I want to tell all of you gang is the next time you're at a seminar somewhere and you go somewhere and the guy's up on the stage and it's all ums and ums and you knows and you knows and yums, get up. And walk the hell out because you don't want to know what that person knows because they don't even know what they know. You got to be able to free flow and you got to be able to talk. If you know what you're talking about, it's super easy. If you have an idea of what you're talking about, it's super easy. All I can tell you is I started fishing for a living when I was 13 years old with my dad going out on the boat. That's how I bought my candy bars and stuff like that. And then started fishing at a high, high level at 16 when I dropped out of school and then we were off to the races and then everything after that. So you want to talk about fishing? I got it. Then I set up trade shows for 12 years. You want to set out, talk about the convention centers and how to get in and out of them and how to move around them and how to set up trade shows. I got that. And then I sold real estate. If you want to talk about that in Mexico, I got that. You want to raise animals? (laughs) I don't have a clue what the hell we I'm doing. We don't know. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we know what we're doing. All right, so we got more questions. No, I heard them coming well, in. No, we don't have none that pertain comments, to what we're talking about. Comments, some cool stuff, anything, gang. If you got anything you want to talk about, you got comments. But we got these uh, 
we got some more crazy comments <laughs> on here to look at. And uh, it is absolutely incredible, gang, that we have such a huge following and such a great audience. And so many people love being on the show and they call us up and they tell us they want to be on the show. And it's just, it's absolutely blowing my mind. Because like I said, when we started out today, I was asked that question. I was the most hated human in oh, the yeah. industry. You because, might still be. I don't yeah, know. Probably. <laughs> I mean, but I got a bigger following than all the other booger eaters yeah. combined <laughs> in Southern California. You go look at all the boogers in Southern California that have been doing it for a living for 10 or 12 or 13, 15 years. I blow them away. And I'm an old man. And I've been doing this at a high level for a long time. It makes me laugh. when, Especially when I hear some of the people go, well, I'm thinking about advertising with Jimmy Joe Jack. And I'm like, dude, the guy's got 12 followers. Why? Well, he catches big bluefin. He catches big bluefin. Any booger eating moron can catch a big bluefin. It's not that hard. You put a dead flying fish out on a bobber and it eats it and you wind it in. It's not even a big deal. Oh, he caught six yesterday. He caught six yesterday. It's a big deal. It's so funny. Gang, what you want to do, what you want to do, what you want to pay attention to is on these videos that these superstars of fishing are posting, all you want to do is look at the views. I mean, Kelly and I, when we're watching videos, watching YouTube and stuff, we don't even, we look at the views. If the guy's got a million views, we're like, oh, this might be interesting. If the guy's got 12 views, we're like, next. I don't care if he's the coolest bluefin fisherman on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. And it's, you know. <laughs> You're harsh today. <laughs> I'm just having a ball. Oh my goodness, Dave. Okay, so what? Uh, what's the next thing? What's your other comment? There's so many, so many just crazy comments that people leave for you. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But I, I had over on Dave Marciano's page. I couldn't grab the video and show it to you, but. The wind farm contractors acknowledge that they're harming whales and dolphins. And then they show, and I, I could show the picture. Oh, they, I could have if I knew how. <laughs> oh, gosh. But they show this poor oh, I don't right whale just ground up into hamburger meat. That's the windmill, guys. That's what's going on with the windmill crap back east that they're that our great governor in California is going to force us to build these windmills off of Morro Bay and start killing our gray whales that we work so hard to protect for so long. And when I grew up as a young man, there used to be commercials on TV that said, save the whales. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the big push, save the whales. And now the same people that made those videos, now they're grownups. And they're getting paid off by all these green energy companies. And so now they're like, kill the whale. We need green energy. Well, it's impossible. The green energy will never work. It just won't. But it's okay. We can play the game. We can rip off all of our citizens' money all we want. But we are going to kill massive amounts of marine mammals. Kill, killer whales, dolphins, sea lions. Gray whales, humpback whales, blue whales. It's just unbelievable. If one whale dies, that's too many. It doesn't even make any sense to me. It's the scariest thing ever. This windmill thing doesn't work. And then if you go and you dig a little bit deeper, and I'm digging deep all the time and I get videos from people, the amount of bald eagles that are being killed in Wyoming 
it's it's almost like if you watch and you read about it, it brings you down to your knees and it makes you cry. You see these poor bald eagles, which is our bird. That is our bird. Not one bald eagle should die for green energy. It's so ridiculous. But these windmills, they don't know. And like Tommy Gomes calls them, salad shooters. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I can't. And all the seabirds that are going to die by the massive amounts. They're already dying all over the world. But no one talks about any of this stuff. Do we got any more questions? That's got to bring some of you to say something. Somebody's got to have a comment about this green energy. It's heartbreaking. It's so sad that they're feeding you guys this line of bullshit. Oops. All the Dang. kids get free stuff Ooh. at the show. But it just pisses me off that this narrative that they're feeding you and you're all sucking your thumb going, oh, we need green energy. You don't even see what how they make green energy. Like Ted Nugent said, if you're a vegan, you kill more animals than all of us combined. Mm -hmm. Because to grow those soybeans, they have to kill every flipping animal, every bird, every squirrel, every rabbit, every they all have to die to save the soybeans. It's crazy. Yeah. But nobody ever does any, oh, I'm a vegan. I don't like to hurt animals. You kill more animals than all of us combined. <sighs> Sorry. No, it's, it's I get on these little I get on these little tangents and I go and I go and I go, you come see me at the Bard Hall show. I'm going to look for the one with the clearest eyes and I'm going to ask you, what the hell was I just talking about? Please. Cause I forgot. What okay. do we got? Oh, let's see. <laughs> Will these be built in San Pedro? They are building a giant swath of the land inside of Long Beach Harbor. Between L.A. and Long Beach Harbor, outside of Pier 400 and Pier J, they're building this giant island inside of Long Beach, L.A. Harbor, which we could have never done before because of the environmentalists would have never allowed that. But now they're building this thing full speed, dumping dirty, filthy rocks into the water. Oh, wait a minute. The dirty, filthy rocks came from the water. They're building, they're dumped, but I'm just trying to let you know the enviros. So now they're just taking this giant portion of land and also up in Port Wyneme, and they're going to build these windmills. Where do these windmills come from? What? China. <laughs> China. Yeah, they come from China. So they, they're building the windmills in China. Another thing, and Bill Barney talked about it, they don't even have a way to get them here. They haven't built the boats yet that they'll put these things on to bring them here. And I don't know if you've ever seen anybody building a boat. Fiberglass, if they built it out of fiberglass, if they won't, they'll build it out of steel. But if they built it out of fiberglass, gang, fiberglass is a petroleum product. I know, it's hard to believe. Then each one of the windmills hold 2,500 gallons of oil. Each one of them. Wow. They won't operate without the oil inside of them. Could you, do you think salt water is a corrosive? Uh, yeah. So if you put a big giant windmill in the middle of the ocean and have it spinning around, do you think that those bearings are going to have a problem spinning around without the oil in them? Probably. Probably. And then when they start to leak oil, where's that oil yeah, that they're leaking going to go? It's just. The most ridiculous. But how, so how was how realistically are these are these ever going to be built in California or put in California? Probably like not. How It'll be like the bullet there? train to nowhere when they stole all that taxpayers' money. <laughs> yeah. 
So we'll, 20, they'll just be 15 paid. 15 years ago? <laughs> they'll just be paid for, the or the taxpayers are going to pay for them, but nothing will ever be done. I yeah, Gavin and his buddies will stock all the stuff in Long Beach, <laughs> make a huge giant mess where you can't get around. It won't be a workaround to get around all the equipment, and then they'll just leave it laying there. Like, if you were to travel up Fresno area and up in that part of the United of California, you will see massive amounts of equipment left all over some of the greatest farmland in the world. And they just drop this garbage all over the place. And then they just let it set and it's set today. And it, your money, my money, Kelly's money, all the money that they took out of our paychecks, the taxes that went to buy all this equipment to lay it all over the middle of the greatest farmland in the world. And it just sets there and rots now. And it's the same thing they're going to do with these windmills. Because there's no money to complete the project because the guys that propped it all up already stole all the money. It's so funny. It's just so sad. And I know I'm really not supposed to talk about it because we could lose part of our audience. And I'm sorry, Elliot, but I sometimes I just have to talk. I can't help it. All right. Well, we got no more questions. No, no more we got a lot. Of, we oh. got some comments. No, but okay, I mean, let's hear I don't some comments. No, I think they're not. Oh, we got some haters. No, 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 no. I love haters. Yes, I know you do. What is that? Nothing. No, still? they're they're nothing. They're like your personal stuff. So. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> All good. <laughs> so, Dave, this is like super random question, but I I like. I, this is from Tim Ogilvie and he wants to know, do you, he remembers his first fish that he caught at five years old, I believe is what he said. Do you remember your first fish that you caught? And Oh my God. It. Okay. That's a great question. Kelly girl and I got introduced to something absolutely spectacular the day before yesterday. Michael Folks is putting together the most spectacular <gasps> movie ever made called the history of sport fishing. It's an 11 part docu-series. That's going to chronicalize fishing, sport fishing all over, largemouth bass, mar the tuna club, Avalon. And uh, the show starts out. I know you're going to all be blown away. <laughs> the very first part of the show is me. Is you. Gang, you're going to be blown away. You're going to go, how in the hell did Hanson get in on that? Well, I didn't do anything magical. I just do what I do. And I just turn people on to fishing on a daily basis. And I just do what I do. But it talks about my very first time going fishing with my dad. Don't start crying. <laughs> I can see the tears blowing up in your eyes. And uh, I was three years old and they were putting my shoes on. My mother was putting my shoes on on the counter. And I got to go out on the boat with my father. He was running the boats off the end of the San Clemente Pier at that time. And it was on the Sum Fund. Cause that was the boat he was running in 1962, 63, 64. And uh, I remember going fishing with him and catching a calico bass and he held the pole and I turned the handle and that was that. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, like I said on the show, that's when I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go fishing. I wanted to teach people how to fish. I wanted to do what my father was doing. I wanted to take people fishing and turn them on to fishing. And, uh, Lo and behold, here we are. 59 years later, I'm 62. I went fishing with my dad when I was three. I'm so addicted to fishing. I am super into it. I'm no. super into teaching people <laughs> how to fish the right way so that you don't look like a booger eater like some of these TV shows. There's a TV show that's 
kind of a big deal in Southern California. At least the guy that made it thinks it is. But he, he's, <laughs> it's so fun to watch him fish with the reel upside down, backwards, and reeling with his okay. hand behind the reel. It's kind of funny. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous to see these people teaching people how to fish that don't even know how to fish themselves. It's pretty funny. You know what I think is funny is we'll be watching a television show or a movie or whatever, and they'll have like a scene where people are fishing and like a lot of people are holding their, uh, <laughs> their like fishing pole wrong. Wrong. It's like upside down or the re you know, the reels. It's just, it's funny because the people, you the, learn the right way to do it. Well, yeah, but these people who are making movies, they, they don't, they, they, they don't. may not have somebody either there to say, hey, wait a minute, you know. Well, to, they're watching some of these superstars <laughs> of these it's just uh, funny. TV it's shows funny. that are out there fishing. Pretty funny stuff. <laughs> showing people how to fish the wrong way. It's just so obnoxiously stupid. But, okay. This is from Matt. And he wants to know, he wants to know what's your funniest memory while fishing. Oh my goodness. Funniest memory while fishing. That yeah. I'm gonna have to think about that one for a little bit because there's been so many. <laughs> I New Year's Day when I went fishing with Pete Grosbeck, mm -hmm. the great IGFA Hall of Fame <laughs> captain Pete Grosbeck, but he's a good close personal friend of mine. And he there is nobody that gives me as much crap as Pete. I mean, it's nonstop, constant all the time. Well, we were in this. We caught 40 yellowfin tuna on Christmas Eve on Pete's boat. And uh, we were in this wide open ripper yellowfin. And the boss quit fishing. His family was done fishing. And Pete and I were both catching a tuna to end the day. And we were fighting these tuna. And I tapped his deckhand captain, Chris Ham, on the shoulder. I go, watch this. And Pete was fully involved. The rod was bent over double. He's holding it. He's getting a little bit of line at a time. And I just walked over and I flicked it in free spool. Oh I go, what is that button doing? I <laughs> giant backlash. And, and tell the rest of it. What happened? He he wound over the backlash <laughs> and caught the fish anyway. And then punched me in the arm pretty hard. <laughs> it was pretty funny, That's though. That's crazy. Another time, one of my really good friends, and Kelly knows him, Big Wave Dave. We were fishing on the Prowler back when my buddy... Uh, Buzz Brizendine had the prowler and we were out tuna fishing. We were catching 50, 60 pound bluefin. And this was 30 years ago. And uh, Dave was hooked up to this tuna and he'd been around the boat three times. And he had a pair of shorts on that were kind of just a tiny bit too big. And so they were just getting ready to gaff the fish. And I pulled his pants down and he couldn't reach down and pull them up. So he had to finish the fish off with 30 people on the boat with his Tallywhacker hanging oh out. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding? Yeah, that was a pretty funny time. But well, we have a lot of funny. You have a lot. I don't have any funny. I don't have any funny uh, memories. Funny. I've had a lot of embarrassing memories. Thank you. To, thanks to Dave. Dave. Uh, yeah. I would never. Yes, you would. And I you would always never. do. <laughs> Dave, here's another question. This is from Rob. Hey, Rob. Your main dude. What was the hardest part of keeping consistent employment within the commercial fishing industry over the years? Has it changed more recently? Back in the day, gang, you had to work really, really hard to stay on the boats working for the captains that I worked for. It was, there was no, uh, 
there was nothing like what goes on today. There was no cell phones. There was none of that stuff. So you basically you had to work. And if you didn't work your ass off, then you didn't get to work on the boat. And back in those days, there was plenty of people that wanted to work. So it was very, very dog eat dog in the sport fishing industry back in the day. And then I already had a big X on my back because my father was the dawn of sport fishing and everybody knew. And I was called the print back in those days. I'm just telling you. So I had to work extra hard. That makes be, me laugh. I'm sorry. To be on <laughs> the boats. I know. You. <laughs> but that was the, what they called me. That was my nickname. I got thrown in the water more than anybody could imagine when I was a kid. I Anytime I even looked stupid, they would throw me in the water. It, it was a different industry today. When I see these kids on the boats today working on these with their goddamn cell phone, sorry, with their damn cell phone, it blows my mind. I First of all, we'd be in HR every day because I don't have a filter and I don't believe in all that crybaby stuff that goes on today. So I would probably throw your cell phone over the side. I would make them all put their cell phones in a bag when they get on the boat. You can't have your cell phones till we get in. Sorry, I just don't get that. I don't see how they can be out there working on the deck with the damn cell phone in their hand. Or what about the the the, the deck hand that comes comes on the boat before a trip? You know, hopefully he's on time, but they're, sometimes they're not. But comes on the boat and says, "What time do you think we'll be done?" That's always such a good question to ask Bay right before <laughs> to start the day off. Huh? What do you oh. say to that? Do you like that, Bay? Well, then I ask them, why do you have something to do today? And they're like, yeah, I have to. And I go, well, you better call right now because you're not going to make it. Because once you allow me in, once you peel back the cover a little bit and let me know that you had some other shit that you, oh, some other things that you wanted to do, I'm going to make dang sure you don't make it there. We're on a job. We're, we're there to work. We're not there to get in on time. I don't know what time the fish are going to bite. I have no give up in me. I never have. I take every, when I was running the boat every day, I take every trip personal. I think that the most important thing for me to do is find you some fish to catch. And if it happens at six o'clock at night, we've been out all day. It happens at six. If it happens first thing in the morning, it happens first thing in the morning, but whatever. I have no idea. When I go on the boat, if I, if you invited me to go out on your boat, the last thought I'm ever going to think is when are we coming in? We're going to come in when we come in gang. That's the worst thing you could, and I think that'd be a good show. What are the worst things you could do to your friends when you go out on their boats with them? Well, first of all, is tell them you need to be somewhere. If you need to be somewhere, don't even go. Stay home. <laughs> don't even go on the boat. Don't even go with them. Just stay home. Because you already, you're putting a negative con, a negative condition on the, the trip. By everyone on the boat thinking, oh, God, we got to get home in time for Kelly to go to her hair appointment. Yeah. <laughs> don't go. If you're if you're on a time schedule and you need to be somewhere, don't go. That's not the day to go fishing. The day you go fishing should be the day you go fishing. Now, if you're fishing with your children mm -hmm. or your wife, we're just doing it for a couple hours anyway. We're just going to go out, catch some mackerel, catch some little fish, and go home and make it fun, fun, fun. We're not going to go tuna fishing ever with children. I don't care no. if your Why? kids told Why? you. Why I don't care if your kids told you, Dad, I want to go tuna fishing. No, they no don't. because they don't. They don't. <laughs> well, they don't not right out in the beginning. No, they saw the pictures of you with the tuna, but they didn't understand that you drove around the ocean for 16 hours before you caught that tuna. 
It is super boring. Oh my gosh. I remember one of the first trips I, well, it was just, a, it was an all day thing. We went out uh, thresher, shark thresher fishing. shark fishing and I was bored out of my mind. I just was like, this is no, this is for the birds. I don't, I'm, I'm not having fun. And it, it, I didn't like that. I don't like. Just like halibut fishing. <laughs> you got to be in the mode. You have to be in the mode. Yeah. But I didn't like that day. That day was not fun just because it was, I thought it was boring. I, I mean, I'm sure I It is boring because you don't know the payoff well, with your child or a spouse. You don't know, hey, we're spending the whole day out there. You, you didn't share proper with your family when you did that. You got to be honest. You got to let them know that it's going to be a flipping boring day. Yeah. Right. Most people don't want to go be bored. Right. Look at your monkey. He's just hanging out right here, right here. <laughs> oh, he's right there. Where did he go? Okay, okay so we got a couple more questions came coming in. I heard the bing bing. So maybe Kelly Girl can read them. We got about uh, five more minutes. If you have a question, gang, and you want to get it in here, your saltwater guide, Kelly Girl, and okay, I will here, answer this it is going, this right is, away. Uh, I believe this, this is some of these I can't read, but um so let's see do you need the glasses no it's not that it's just i can't read because of you know what they are about because so, you didn't listen. finish school oh, ah. yeah. who's the one that's always asking me how do you spell this that, 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 that. okay so let's see um this is for maddie well it's a comment i believe okay i okay i'm going i haven't read this whole thing so let's see um he says he's been on a couple sport boats not ever in dana point where the deckhands only help hook up the regulars, very frustrating, uh, you know, to spend that much money and not getting the best treatment. Uh, but he's never had that problem in Dana Point, of course. <laughs> um, but is that like a, what's the deal there, Dave? Why? Here's the deal. Is there some I have a lot of friends in the industry that are like the owners of the boats and stuff. You can send us, you can call us, whatever. I don't care. I can't post on social media. I can post on my website because it's mine. I'm not going to post on social media and rip people's covers off, but there is a plethora of boats I would never go on and I would never send my friends on. And if you are looking for a boat to go on to go fishing on, you always want to check in with me. If I'm only going to tell you the truth. All I got at the end of the day is my name. My name's still pretty big. I've been in the industry for 49 years. If I wasn't doing things right, you guys wouldn't be watching me. I'm going to tell you the boats to go on. I'm going to tell you the boats to not go on. There is a plethora of boats I would never put any of my friends on. And it's just when you go on a boat and you get have a bad experience, chalk it up to lack of knowledge. You didn't ask the proper questions before you went. Don't ever go on that boat again. Don't go on social media and make some dumb post and call them out. Because most people do that. And they don't mention the boat's name because they're cowardly. Listen. Call me or text me. My phone number's on every bathroom wall in America. Plus, it's all over social media. I'm not afraid. I answer every call. He's not lying. <laughs> I, I answer every call. I'm not afraid. I'll tell you exactly who to fish with and exactly who not to fish with. There's a couple of boats that think that it's so funny to treat their passengers terrible. They think that's so funny to treat them terrible. And I don't get it. With the with As hard as it is to get people to go with you on your boat nowadays with the economy and everything... I can't imagine not treating you like you're the king or treating your family like they're the most important thing on the boat. Regulars, they're already there. They don't matter to me. They just, they're my friends and I had a good time with them. But the most important people are the brand new people that came on the boat because they don't know 
what we're doing. They don't know. So it's super important. When I was running sport boats, my wheelhouse was open all the time. I know it's going to blow your mind, but I invited every single passenger to come up in the wheelhouse and hang out with me and talk to me. I wanted you all to know what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish and why we're not getting it and why it's not happening today. The last thing you want is somebody down there on the deck working the crowd up into a frenzy because they went on a boat yesterday and the captain didn't. Da, da, da. I take, I used to take all that away right away and bring, come on up in the wheel. Has you have a better idea of what I should be doing today? Please come up and let me know because man, I haven't been out since yesterday and I really don't know what's going on out here. So if you know more about what's going on, please feel free to let me know. And that was how I started my day out on the PA every morning. I would in, introduce myself then I would take the power away of the passengers and I'd invite you all to come up in the bridge and talk to me. There would be times where I had 15 people in there, right? Yeah. And I let all the children drive the whole time. You can drive all the way to wherever we're going because that's, I still have a captain. He's still alive. Danny Clutie. He used to let me drive the Clemente when I was a kid. And I used to tell my dad, he would go, you want to go fishing tomorrow? I go, yes, Danny, the captain. Yep. I'm going. I'm going. Danny would let me steer the boat. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I know I didn't, I wasn't steering. I know he is now, but in those days, that's all I thought. So I carry that on to children today. If I'm on a boat and I'm seeing what's going on, I always tell the captain, hey, let the kids drive. Oh, I don't want the kids drive the boat. Well, you're an idiot. And I can't fix stupid. Oh, okay. Did you ever get into a fight when you were running sport boats? Like, did anybody, a passenger ever, like, um, you know, want challenge, you know, want to fight you. Or oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you the story. I had the most unbelievable. I was running double half day out of Dana point on the sea or double half day as we go out at five or six 30 in the morning. Then we go back out and come in at 1130 and then go back out at, at noon, picked up my 60 people at noon. One guy had been at Turks celebrating. He was going half day fishing and Turks is, a bar, don't know. a bar, bar restaurant. right there on the on the boardwalk in Dana Point Harbor, and he he got he overserved himself. <laughs> then he came out on the half day boat in the afternoon, and he every other word out of his mouth was an f bomb or all kinds of vile stuff. And the boat was full of children and and moms, and I kept telling the gentleman to bring it down. Then. He went to the galley and he ordered, he tried to buy a beer and I wouldn't let him have any beer. Oh, no. That's so that that's started <laughs> this giant mess, really big mess. And now he was, he wanted to kill me. And he told everybody on the boat that he was going to kill me. So I didn't know what to do. I'm not going to let my crew beat the hell out of the guy on the boat in front of all these people. So I called the Dana Point Harbor Patrol. They came flying out of the harbor. We were only like 15 minutes from the dock. They came flying out on the red boat. They jumped on the boat. They bounced them all over the boat, put them in handcuffs, put them on, put them on the fire boat, took them back. Then that afternoon I was running twilight and he got, somehow he got a hold of a VHF radio and he told me on the VHF radio several times that he was going to kill me. And so when we got into the dock, he was there and uh, he got to go to, he got to go to jail. Oh, again, wow. How a exciting for him. He got to go to jail twice in one day. Unbelievable. So, yeah, 
yeah. then I was on in a giant fight on the Sun Fund with me and Rick Dozberg with we had like eight passengers on the boat. And that's another story for another time. And hopefully Rick will come on the show. <laughs> All right. Let's have it. One more question. Okay. Uh, this is, this is from Matt. And he wants to know if you have any suggestions when it's toward the end of a trip and you want to make the last stop successful, what kind of conditions are your favorite to look for? When I was running the sport boats, when we were half day or three quarter day fishing, we had our, are spots that if the conditions were just right and everything, you knew where you wanted to finish the day off because there was nothing better than getting wide open bite at the end. So it would, you'd look for the edge of the kelp where the current's flowing downhill and the water's clean and you got a bunch of bait left. When you got a bunch of bait left in the tank and the day's almost over, you just start throwing as much as you possibly can and getting those calico bass into a for frothing bite calico bass fishing is the very best fishing in southern california because you can do it winter spring summer or fall you're always in a beautiful spot you're anchored up and you're catching fish the biggest problem today that i couldn't cope with would be the california sea lion back when i was running boats we didn't have that problem there wasn't as many what people don't understand is every nine months the population of the california sea lion doubles so because have, they're oh, i'm sorry they they uh they have two uteruses two uteruses so so why they're pregnant they can get pregnant they have a pup every nine months they never aren't pupping they're always pupping they're always having babies constantly having babies they normally have one sometimes they have two but the second one normally doesn't make it but gang if you just think that there's four million sea lions california sea lions from alaska to cabo now they're up in the Sea of Cortez. They're up in all the rivers and streams and everything. This animal multiplies, doubles every nine months. That's an incredible number. And it's just happening. And it, you just can't even slow it down. All the captains that I talk to that run half day and three quarter day today, they tell me it's almost impossible to get to catch the calico bass today because as soon as you set up on the edge of a kelp, you got four or five kelp coyotes on you. And it's just tough. It's really, really tough. And there's nobody who's going to do anything about it. That's the most protected animal on the planet Earth. So it makes it real tough. Rockfish and something like that might be a better alternative as a sport boat captain today. But you can't really fish the way I fished back in the day because of the California sea lion. On the private boaters, we got a much better opportunity. We're not that. they Sea lions follow us, but we can get away from them on a private boat. But you're not that big lunch truck like the freelance or the seahorse or something. And the minute they see it, they follow you around. And you can only do nine knots full speed, both engines pay. So, gang, I hope you enjoyed our show today. It was kind of all over the place today, but that's okay. We do the best we can. We <laughs> I think the... our technical difficulties in the beginning kind of threw, well, it threw me off. But... Threw us for a loop. But we ended up with a phenomenally massive audience thanks to elliot andrews yes, thanks, for elliot. bailing us out again <laughs> as, as i don't usual. know what we would do without elliot we'd just be sitting here talking be, to ourselves yeah that's true <laughs> oh no elliot makes all the magic happen <laughs> that would be pretty bad because <laughs> kelly girl and i have been basically sitting here talking to ourselves since the pandemic or the yeah. pandemic we came. spent a lot of time with you got to know each other since we moved to cabo yeah and we got this little monkey and a couple of cats yeah. and the whole world is going crazy. <laughs> Gang, thank you all thank very, you. very much. Thank you so we much. really appreciate it. Do not miss tomorrow's show.
No, you don't. No, you're, you guys no, are be here. You don't want to miss it. it. <laughs> Amir will be probably doing some bits. He'll probably have some phenomenal jokes. You probably will miss it, and you'll be bummed. So check him out, though. Go check him out. Uh, Amir K Comedy. Super funny, super funny guy. All over YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You can find Amir everywhere. He is very, very funny man. Very funny man, and he loves to fish, so he wins. As far yeah, as I, I yeah. <laughs> when I found out he likes to fish, I he's even more funnier. <laughs> Plus, like I said, he's got great hair too. And we have a really bitching guest for you. It's just hot off the Joe Rogan show coming next week. He was just on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's going to be with us. We'll announce him after Amir's show tomorrow. You guys will be stoked. Another phenomenal guest. We're bringing in the best of the best yep. in the industry right We've now. We've had some great, great guests the past We've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, it's been really We've good. We've come a long way. So thanks, everybody. Thank you all. Don't miss me at the Bard Hall show. I'll be there. And don't miss Kelly Girl and I at the PCS show. Kelly Girl, Amanda, Kate. Pablo, Justin, and I will all be at the show. And according to Justin and Amanda, the boy Madden and Raylan Madden and Ryland will be there at the show. Ryland will be signing autographs. Ryland will be up on stage with me talking about lobster poop. He was there like last year. Yes, he was. And I he brought him up on year. stage. And Ellie, it'll, we have a big screen coming with us this year. So we'll be showing videos up on the big screen while I'm doing my seminar. We're, we're, Wrapping it up, gang. We're moving to the next level, and it's only because of all of you. Yes. None of this is possible without our audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Have a great day. And, and we'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.